message you're about to listen to is by Reverend Dr. Femi Olaleye of Oikea Christian Center. Remain blessed as you listen. How to keep and invite people, we're going to have flyers and all of that. So, um, November we begin. Praise God. All right, so you have to be involved. Please be involved. Because, you know, you are the host branch of the Disarmament Ministry. How many of you realize you are the host branch? That's why it's not holding in Lekki, it's holding in Yaba, which is close to you. <laughs> praise God. I said, praise God. And we thank God for those of you who have partnered and have given, all right, and those of you who still give um, for um, the program, all right, please do. We are almost done most of the expenses for the program. Thank God that many of you have been generous, so we've been able to cover them. We still have some way to go. Then, you know, after this, and many ministry, please, if you are not aware, after this, and many ministry, we will be having our Sunday services in Yaba at Snog Event Center. Praise God. All right, it has more space and it has the facilities we need, you know, for the growth that we are experiencing. Praise God. All right, turn your Bibles with me to Acts of Apostles, chapter number one, verse eight. That's all today. Someone is laying hold. Laying hold. Amen. Now, Acts chapter number one. Hmm. Many times we have a scenario where many believers have gotten to know who they are in Christ and what they have in Christ, but they seem to have this um, contradiction in that they're like, if I have the Holy Ghost, if I have the Spirit of God, and if I have the power of God within me, why is it that when I lay hands on the sick, the sick does not recover? Hallelujah. How many of you have had such questions? You have had such questions, right? All right. Why is it I laid my hands on this person that was deaf and the deaf ear didn't get unstopped? Why is it that if I have so much power, why am I seeing less than the apostles saw? Amen. Amen. What's the reason for it? Now, let's just look at it. We're going to look at it properly. Acts chapter 1, verse 8. Can we read from, um, let's get together one to go. It says what? But ye shall receive power. After that, the word Holy Ghost is what? Come what? Upon. Note that. Very important. But ye shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost is what? Come upon you. And ye shall be what? Witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem, and in all Judea, and in Samaria, and unto the what? Uttermost part of the earth. Note the expression, Holy Ghost is come upon you. Ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost is come upon you. Because there are no useless tenses or useless language in scripture. There is a reason why he says Holy Ghost is come upon. And when you see expressions like come upon, you need to say, okay, do we have expressions like that in the Old Testament portion of Scripture? Praise God. Where the New Testament was derived from. Remember, I've told you that the New Testament is an explanation of the what? Of the Old Testament. The New Testament is not a replacement. Of the Old Testament. It is an explanation of the Old Testament. Christ is in the New Testament revealed, but he is in the Old Testament what? Concealed. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. All right. So he says, but you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost is come upon you. Hmm. So now let us begin to check. Do we have ex examples in scriptures, all right, in the Old Testament where the Holy Ghost came upon people? First, um, Second Kings chapter three. Hallelujah. Turn your Bible to Second Kings. Just a moment. Are you there? All right, Second Kings. Okay. Let me get there. Second Kings chapter number three. It's the story of Elisha after he received a double portion of the anointing. Okay. Now I want to pay attention now. Second Kings chapter three from verse six. It says, And King Jeroboam went out of Samaria at the same time and numbered all Israel. And he went and sent to Jehoshaphat, the king of Judah, saying, The king of Moab has rebelled against me, without go with me against Moab to battle. And he said, I will go up. I am as thou art, my people as thy people, and my horses as thy horses. Verse 8. Everybody which want to go, he says what? And he said, Which way shall we go up? And he answered the way through the wilderness of Edom. So the king of Israel went, and the king of Judah, and the king of Edom, and they first the compass of seven days' journey. And there was no water for the host, and for the cattle that followed them. And the king of Israel said, pay attention, Alas! The Lord had called these three kings together to deliver them into the hand of Moab. But Jehoshaphat said, Is there not a prophet of the Lord, that we may inquire of the Lord by him? And one of the king of Israel's servants answered and said, Here is Elisha, the son of Shaphat, which poured water on the hands of what? Elijah. And Jehoshaphat said, The word of the Lord is with him. So the king of Israel and Jehoshaphat and the king of Edom went down to him. And Elijah said unto the king of Israel, The sin, What have I to do with thee? Get thee to the prophets of thy father and the prophets of thy mother. And the king of Israel said unto him, Nay, for the Lord had called these three kings together to deliver them to the hand of Moab. And Elijah said, As the Lord of hosts liveth, before whom I stand, surely, were it not that I regard the presence of Jehoshaphat, the king of Judah, I would not look toward thee, nor see thee. Basically, Elisha is saying that because the king of Israel was in rebellion against God, he did not want to prophesy to him. Are you paying that? Are you, are you getting that? I don't want to prophesy to him now. But now, 15, everybody read, want to go, he says what? Bring me what? A ministerial. And it came to pass when the ministerial played, when the ministerial what played, that the hand of the Lord did what? Ah, the hand of the Lord came upon him. Note that Elisha couldn't prophesy or didn't prophesy until this happened. He said, and the hand of the Lord came upon him. And he said, Thus said the Lord. It means the thus said the Lord was because the hand of the Lord did what came upon him. Are you following? Come on, are you following? Uh -huh. The hand of the Lord came upon him and, and he said, Thus said the Lord, make this valley full of ditches. So that means that revelation about what they needed to do was as a result of the oppression of the Spirit upon. Praise the Lord. The Spirit upon. Note that until the hand of the Lord came upon Elisha, there was no manifestation. There was nothing to do. 
there was no prophecy. In fact, he sensed that the hand of the Lord was not upon him. So that's why he called and told them to get somebody who could play music. Because many people don't realize that as a minister of God, all right, and as a believer, you need to learn the protocol of getting that hand to be upon you. There is a difference between you coming to somebody who is sick and say, be healed. Eh? Then saying, be healed, when the operation of the spirit upon is at work. With one, you will struggle. With the other, it will be like this. Hallelujah. Are you paying attention to what I'm telling you? So I want to teach you this thing now. Amen. I want to teach you how you do it. Because you can go, hey, mm. But someone was telling me something. She said, Pastor, I have this back pain. I know. So she had been praying and praying and praying and praying on the pain. It did not go. She came to me and said, Pastor, will you pray? I said, Okay, come. Pray. Ah! Thing went. Like that. So she now asks, Why was it that it went when you prayed, but not where? Is there something wrong with my own prayer? I said, There's something wrong with your prayer. Praise God. So I want to show you why that those things happened. Why you would have gone to pray for someone deaf and say, Be healed. And it will not open. Then someone that knows some things will go and pray out and it will open. Praise God. It's not because one person is better. The difference is knowledge. Amen. Are you with me? Now, note this. There is a difference between inherent power and manifested power. There's a difference between power being present and power being manifested. They are not the same. Now, the world we only testify that God is present if he is manifested. But the church must know that God is present by knowledge. But now also understand that to reach the world, the world has to be reached by what? The manifestation of what? The power of God. Without that manifestation of the power of God, you cannot reach your world. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, let me also show you another, you know, uh, you know spirit, the spirit of the Lord upon, so that you will see a few things. So that you can also see that there is that dimension of the spirit of the Lord upon that is for the purpose of governance. Amen? For the purpose of what? Governance. Turn your Bible to the book of Judges chapter 3. Follow me this morning. Are you with me so far? Are you with me so far? Good. Judges 3. Amen? Let us start from verse 6. Judges 3 and verse 6. Look at it all. Or let's start from here, 6. It says, And they took their daughters to be their wives, and gave their daughters to their sons, and served their gods. And the children of Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord, and forgot the Lord their God, and served Balaam and the groves. Verse 8. Everybody who wants to go, it says what? Therefore the anger of the Lord was hot against Israel, and he sold them into the hand of Cushan Shataim, king of Mesopotamia. And the children of Israel served Cushan Shataim, eight years. Now, verse 9, everybody says what? And when the children of Israel cried unto the Lord, the Lord raised up a what? A deliverer to the children of Israel, who delivered them, even Othniel, the son of Kenaz, Caleb's younger brother. Verse 10, everybody read, he says what? And the Spirit of the Lord came upon him. And he did what? Notice he judged and went out to war. Are you seeing that? So, he judged governance and he went out to war by the operation of the Spirit upon him. Glory to God. 
by the operation of the spirit upon now you're going to see another operation judges 6 34 where the spirit of the lord came upon a man and he was an organizer of men oh hallelujah organizer of men you notice when the oil the spirit of the lord came upon saul the entire children of israel rallied around him so there is an operation in god where the spirit of the lord comes upon you and men will be activated to know that they belong to you they need to come well, I, I don't mean you you own them you know what i mean by belong to them is they are connected to you and they need to come around you it is an operation of what of the spirit of the lord it is a supernatural thing look at it quickly judges Praise God. Judges 6 verse 30. Can we read one to go? Then the men of the city said unto Joas, Bring out thy son. What happened was that Didion had destroyed their altars. He says, Then the men of the city said unto Joas, Bring out thy son, that he may die. Because he had cast down the altar of Baal, and because he had cut down the grove that was by it. And Joas said unto all that stood against him, he says, will ye plead for Baal? Will ye save him? He that will plead for him, let him be put to death whilst it's yet morning. If he be a god, let him plead for himself, because one had cast down his altar. Verse 32. Therefore, on that day, he called him Jerubal, saying, all right, saying, let Baal plead against him, because he had thrown down his altar. Verse 33. Then all the Midianites and the Amalekites and the children of the east were gathered together and went over and pitched in the valley of Jezreel. Everybody read verse 34. He says, But the Spirit of the Lord came upon Gideon, and he what? Blew a trumpet. All right? And Abiezer was gathered after him. Praise God. So that means men came around him, glory to God, because the Spirit of the Lord was what? Was upon him. Let me show you one more. Hallelujah. Now, we're going to look at Samson. Look at Judges chapter number 14. And verse 1. And Samson went down to Timnath and saw a woman in Timnath of the daughters of the Philistines. And he came up and told his father and his mother and said, I have seen a woman in Timnath of the daughters of the Philistines. Now therefore get her for me to wife. Then his father and his mother said unto him, Is there never a woman among the daughters of thy brethren, or among all my people, that thou goest to take a wife of the uncircumcised Philistines? And Samson said unto his father, Get her for me, for she pleased me well. But his father and his mother knew not that it was of the Lord that he sought an occasion against the Philistines. For at that time the Philistines had dominion over Israel. Then went Samson down and his father and his mother to Timnath, and came to the vineyards of Timnath, and behold, a young lion did what? roared against him everybody read verse 6 he says what and the spirit of the lord came what now notice the difference notice all the while we've read the spirit of the lord came upon him now he says and the spirit of the lord came what mightily upon him and he rent him as he would have rent a what a kid and he had nothing in his hand so that means the magnitude of the operations called the spirit upon is in different dimensions glory to god he says and the spirit of the lord rested what mightily so that means the reason why the spirit of the lord came mightily upon something was because there was a lion in front of him praise god so it was a bigger challenge and a bigger what obstacle are you paying attention 
So, a, the Spirit of the Lord came upon Now, notice something very important. In the Old Testament, because you need to understand the difference between the operations of the Holy Spirit in the Old Testament and in the New Testament. In the Old Testament, the Spirit of God did not live inside people. Men and women could not be temples of the living God. Amen. But from time to time, God, because he had purposes and plans on the earth, all right, would anoint and send people to anoint three classes of people. The priest, the prophets, and the what? And the king. So those three people, all right, they were anointed. So whenever something supernatural needed to be done, the spirit of the Lord will come upon them and get it done. Hallelujah. Are you following that? So Samson wants to fight. The spirit of the Lord will come upon him and he will fight. He will win. All right, then he will live a natural life. Then whenever he needed to get something done, the Spirit of the Lord will what? come upon him. But you see, the Spirit of God did not live inside them. Are you with me so far? Come on, are you with me so far? So the reason, because the Spirit of God did not live inside them, that was why there was a need for a tabernacle. Praise God. Where the presence of God will be present, you understand, we dwell. And that was why they needed to have a temple. All right, in Jerusalem, where the presence of God was there. Because the Spirit of God did not reside in them. Praise God. I said, praise God. I said, praise God. So the Spirit of the Lord came mightily upon him. And he rent him as he would have rent a kid. And he had nothing in his hand. But he told not his father or his mother what he had done. So, whenever the Holy Spirit wanted to walk with them, you will find that the Spirit of God had to come from outside. Of them, then come upon them, they get the job done, and his influence will abate. Glory to God. So that was why Elisha, all right, when the kings came to him, Elisha had nothing to give, he had nothing to say. Why? Because the Spirit of God did not live in Elisha. Elisha was anointed prophet, but he knew what to do to get the operation of the Spirit upon his life. Are you paying attention? Now, let me now show you in the New Testament that, number one, the operation we have in the New Testament is, first of all, an operation within. Because in the Old Testament, they did not have the abiding presence of God within them. Alright? So, the visitations of God were the operations of the Spirit upon them. But in the New Testament, we have the abiding presence of God because we are temples of the living God now because, all right, the Spirit of God does what? Lives in us. Look at St. John's Gospel chapter 4. Somebody let me anything. Hallelujah. Jesus with the woman at the well. John 4 and verse 7. He says, There cometh a woman of Samaria to draw water. Jesus said unto her, Give me to drink. For his disciples were gone away unto the city to buy meat. Then said the woman of Samaria unto him, How is it that thou, being a Jew, askest drink of me, which am a woman of Samaria? For the Jews have no dealings with the Samaritans. Jesus answered and said unto her, If thou knewest the gift of God, and who it is that said to thee, give me to drink, that would just have asked of him, and would have given thee what? Living water. Verse 11. The woman said unto him, Sir, thou hast nothing to draw with, and the well is deep. From whence then hast thou that living water? 12. Art thou greater than our father Jacob, which gave us the well, and drank thereof himself, and his children, and his cattle? 13. Jesus answered and said to her, Whosoever drinketh of this water, that is, the physical, natural water, shall test again. Everybody read verse 14. 
For whosoever drinketh of what? Of the water that I shall give him shall never what? Thirst. But the water that I shall give him shall be where? Talk to me. Shall be where? Where? In him. This is the first time. In him, a well of water springing up into what? Everlasting life. So what you are saying, well, Pastor, it does not mention the Holy Spirit here. Well, you find out that water is used as a metaphor for the operation of the Spirit. And I'll prove it to you. Turn to John 7. John chapter 7. And we read from verse 34. John 7, 34. He says, He shall seek me and shall not find me. And where I am, Tita, ye cannot come. Verse 35. Everybody we want to go. He says what? Then said the Jews among themselves, Whither will he go? That we shall not find him. Will he go unto the dispersed among Gentiles and teach the Gentiles? What manner of saying is this that he said, Ye shall seek me and shall not find me? And where I am, Tita, ye cannot come. 37. In the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried, saying, If any man what? Church now, talk to me. If any man what? Test, let him come unto me and drink. 38, everywhere it says what? He that believeth on me, as the scripture hath said, out of his belly shall what? Flow rivers of what? Living waters. Now notice, out of his belly shall flow. Where is the river flowing from? Outside of the man or inside the man? Outside of the man or inside the man? Inside the man. Is that out of his belly shall flow what? Rivers of living water. 39. But this spake he of the Spirit, which they that believe on him should what? Receive. For the Holy Ghost was not yet given, because that Jesus was not yet what? So what has happened? In the Old Testament, Amen, the Spirit of God was not given. So, the Spirit of God was not resident in them. Whenever God wanted to get something done on the earth, all right, the Spirit of God will come upon them, they will get the thing done, and it will be redone. You understand that? Are you following that? It will be done. So, that is why God, and they were moved of the Spirit. It was moved of the Spirit. The man, you understand? So, those things are, so it was temporary. So, it was Spirit of God coming upon them for the purpose of prophecy, for the purpose of winning wars, for the purpose of, you know, getting somebody healed and stuff like that. A tax was to be done. The Spirit of God came upon them. They got the tax done and that was it. So, they continued their natural life until the next task needed to be done. Amen? Amen. That's how it was. So, for example, when um, um, Saul was going to be anointed king, one of the signs that Samuel gave him was that the Spirit of God will come upon him and he will what? Prophesy. So the Spirit of God came upon him and began to what? Prophesy. So he prophesied for a while and it ceased. Why? Because that action of prophecy was until the influence of the Spirit upon did what? Lifted. Amen. Now, how is that different now? In the New Testament, now that you're a believer, the Holy Ghost resides in you. So the Spirit of God is resident in you. But that is not what we get the manifestations you want to see around you. What we get the manifestations you want to see around you is what? The coming of the Spirit we are upon. So Jesus said, you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost is what? Come what? Upon you. 
Amen. Amen. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you. So the Spirit of God has come upon you to stay. Glory to God. Amen. The Spirit of God has come upon you what? To stay. But now, what we must now learn is how to cause and bring about a physical or a manifestation of the operation of the Spirit of God that is within us. Glory to God. All right. To be what? Upon us. How do we do that? Very simple. Turn your Bible to 1 Corinthians chapter number 14. Praise God. 1 Corinthians chapter number 14. 1 hmm. Corinthians 14. Now, note something. Look at me. One of the manifestations of the Spirit upon his tongues. Is that correct? Church, can you respond? One of the manifestations of the Spirit upon his what? Tongues. Now, let us, let's clarify something. If a man has the Spirit of God on his inside, the fruits of the Spirit, love, joy, character, is actually the manifestation of the indwelling Spirit. Right? Right? Good. Now, gifts of power, the gifts of the Holy Spirit, are a manifestation of what? Of the Spirit upon. So the Spirit upon manifests as gifts of the Spirit. How many gifts of the Spirit are there? How many are there? Nine. We have nine and three categories. Utterance gifts, power gifts, and what? Revelation gifts. Revelation gifts is what? Word of knowledge, word of wisdom, and what? Designing of spirits. Power gifts is what? Gift of special faith, gift of miracles, and what? Gifts of healings. Utterance gifts is what? Tongues, interpretation, and prophecy. So, all of those gifts of the Spirit are manifestation of the Spirit word upon. upon. Is that correct? So, that means if I hear a man speaking in tongues, what is he doing? What is he doing? What we are seeing is a manifestation of what? The Spirit of God upon him, not within him. You don't speak in tongues because the Spirit is within you. You speak in tongues by the operation of the Spirit upon you. You don't see visions by, because the Spirit is within you. You see visions by the operation of the Spirit upon you. Are you paying attention? You don't prophesy because the Spirit of God is within you. You prophesy by the operations of the Spirit of God what? Upon you. Is this clear? Is this clear? What that means is that if there is an activity that is a manifestation of the Spirit upon Oh, glory to God. Oh, let me explain it this way. The Old Testament prophet had to wait for the Spirit to come upon. If the Spirit did not come upon, there was nothing he could do. Praise God. Now, what, the, what God has done for us in the New Testament is that he has put his Spirit within us. Then he has put the Spirit where? Upon us. Then he has given us the ability to sustain the operation of the Spirit upon us. Such that any time, see, not Yoruba, anytime T. That's T. Anytime we need to have acts of power manifested in the physical, what do we need to do? Exercise ourselves in that gift of the Spirit we can walk in like this. Glory to God. To activate the operations of the Spirit of God upon us. That is why 
tongues is the doorway into what? The supernatural. It's the ignition. It is how you start the engine. Amen. So when you are speaking in tongues, what you are doing is that every single thing that is available via the operations of the spirit upon, you are what? Igniting it. Glory to God. Glory to God. That is what you are doing. But tongues is not the only way. But tongues is the first step. I want to show you. Tongues. Look at 1 Corinthians 14. And this one. 1 Corinthians 14 and 1. What does it say? Follow after charity. And what? Talk to me. And the what? Now, why does it tell you to desire spiritual gift? It means that though you have the spirit within you, and though you have the spirit upon, not everybody flows in spiritual gift. For if I have to desire spiritual gift, it means that it is not everybody that flows in it, even though it's available to what? Everybody. Desire is a component. Desire is a requirement to what? To walk in it. It says desire spiritual gift. But rather that he may what? Prophesy. Next verse. What does it say? It says, For he that speaketh what? In an unknown tongue, speaketh not unto men, but unto what? God. For no man understands him. How be it where? In the spirit he speaketh what? Mysteries. So that means speaking in tongues is an ability to transcend time. You are able to bypass time. You are able to bypass the things that have to do with this world and the limitation this world puts on you. He says, he that speaketh in an unknown tongue speaks mysteries. He says, how be it? In the spirit. In the spirit. So the realm of the spirit is different from the realm of the earth. It is different from the realm of the physical. So he says, in the spirit, he speaketh what? Mysteries. So that means, if I'm speaking in tongues, I step out of the natural, and I stand in the what? In the spiritual, glory to God, and from the spiritual, I am uttering things that are mysterious to the natural, but are plain in the spirits. That's what I'm doing. Glory to God. And as I stand in that place speaking in tongues, I am operating the, uh, the capacity and the abilities of the spirit upon me. It is in this capacity I face demons. It is in this capacity I face demonic agents. Are you paying attention? If I don't face them in this capacity, they will finish me. Praise God. And this is one of the mistakes many believers made. They go against evil forces naked. Let me show you something. Shall I show you something? Shall I show you something? Come to Ephesians 4. The kingdom is not by boasting. The kingdom is by power. He was a particular Christian man. His father had died. Amen. <laughs> His father died. He was a Christian. Born again, new Christian. So, they wanted to go and bury the father in the village. So, when he got there, they told him that before your father can be buried, that there were certain things that had to be done. Amen. How many of you know what I'm talking about? So he told him that he had to bring um, certain things and stuff like that. And bring some gin 
that they had to offer sacrifice to the God of the land before they will bury the father. You know what the Christian guy said? I am born again. I'm a new creation in Christ. No, what are you talking about? Bah, bah, bah. He had not done anything. He was talking. No, we are not doing it. What? Nothing can happen. <laughs> there was no prayer. He did nothing. He said, what are you talking about? <laughs> okay. So, he attempted to bury the man. You know the first thing that happened? The first thing that happened was the, the day of the burial that they have another. They brought canopy and everything. The first rain fell. Then heavy wind blew and scattered the canopy. Praise God. Then they put the body. They put it inside the grave. Praise God. Covered everything up. They were, you know, they were stubborn. The next morning, the body was outside. The ground threw it out. It's not by talk talk. Here yeah, I said, Amen. Christianity is not talk talk. I always say that Christians, you, you talk too much. You talk to you should not be talking more than you are praying. Did you hear what I said? You should not be talking more than you are praying. Because if you talk more than you pray, there will be no power to match your talk. Did you hear what I said? There will be no power to match your talk. Hallelujah. What was that believer supposed to have done? My brother, demonstrate power, sir. You don't want to do the ritual and stuff in this thing. Eh, now. So that means there are certain things you should be doing. Glory to God. Yes, so you should be doing. You declare fast. Oh, yeah, we are praying. Three weeks to the event. Every day, 12 midnight to 3 a.m., you are talking in tongues. You are talking in tongues. You are speaking words. You are binding who you should bind. You begin to address the demonic spirit in that area. Praise God. You introduce yourself to them. Glory to God. You bind them in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. We be I am burying my father. You understand? You are talking. By the time you arrive, they knew you were coming. Praise God. By the time the chief priest of that place Wants to come and by the time he consults, they will tell him, Leave him alone. Leave him alone. Are you following? Leave him alone. Because you see, listen, you settle things spiritually. Because in the realm of the spirit, there are protocols there too. Just as you argue your case in front of natural courts, you argue your case spiritually. There are courts. So on the basis of what Jesus Christ has done, you enforce things. You don't go around talking too much in the natural when nobody has heard you spiritually. They will shake you. What was Sarah? I was talking with Apostle one time. We're just because there was a time like this. I went to minister somewhere. I got there like this as I was ministering. As what were coming, out, I was feeling naked. Only ministers of God that have. I, I, that are using supernatural understand what I'm saying. I felt naked. As well, I didn't have clothes. <laughs> I was just talking. I was just preaching. When one could say it like that, heavy 
resistance. Ha! Brethren. So the crusade, the crusade ground, just behind it, you know this babbage, this ocean, this thing. Uh -huh. So a lot of those people they used to sacrifice to those this thing, water spirits and stuff like that. So the church they had invited me that they wanted to bring deliverance to the land. <laughs> then they now host the crusades at the back, you know. <laughs> because some, some of our members are going to tell them there's one man of God. It's a power man of God. You bring him here, this will happen. And it was me they were talking about. <laughs> Praise God. So I got there. I was I was just preaching. I felt ah as I was preaching like this. Inside me, I said, ah! <laughs> That's what I said. I said, ah! Hey, because I, could, I was seeing this spirit. I said, ah! I was like, I don't want me by. I was like, by. So I was just preaching. It was the driest salmon I've ever preached to date. No salmon has been as dry as that salmon. I'm telling you. I was just preaching. It was dry. You know when you're preaching, it's just slapping back. I just knew that. The only thing that will save me here today is power. Just, that's the only thing. The, the pulpit, the, you know, this wooden elevated stuff like that. I said, no problem. So I started finish and stuff. I said, if you are here, you want to give your life to Jesus Christ. Yeah, who was going to come out? Nobody. I said, no problem. I said, good. Say, everybody, just rise up. Let us take this prayer. I started taking the prayer. Then, I started to speak in tongues. I was not speaking normal tongue. I was speaking the tongue that comes with my office. Are you following what I'm saying? Uh -huh. By the time I started, uh -huh. you know those people that are causing the resistance? Fire started. Pa, pa, pa. Everybody. Uh -huh. The place scattered. Yeah. 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 Uh -huh. You thought I came here to play? First thing, eight year old. Full demon possession. Eight. Six, five. Who are you? Big voices. Praise God. You need to be clothed. Let me show you something. Look at Ephesians 4. Is anybody learning anything here? That's why you don't go to outreach. You say we're going for outreach. You just go out. You think it's gisting. You want to go and do. You think you want to go and gist with them out there. You know, Jesus is the way, man. <laughs> Jesus, what's up? Then you play to air. Say, you know, Jesus accepts you the way you are, man. He accepts me, man. <laughs> you think that's what we are going to do in evangelism? <laughs> Some of you are lucky it's Lagos you are doing evangelism. You are lucky. You can get away with not uh, with prayerlessness and fake religion in Lagos. You know that? You can listen. But there are some places you get there. When you get there, I go, hmm. <laughs> Hallelujah. Now, <laughs> now pay attention. Ephesians 4, verse 18. My time is almost up. But are you learning something? Can I get the louder? Amen. It says, Having the understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God through the ignorance that is in them, because of the blindness of their hearts. 19. It said, Who being past feeling are giving themselves over unto lasciviousness to work or uncleanness and greediness. 20, he says, but you have not so learned Christ. Now he says, if so be that you have heard him and have been taught by him as the truth is in Jesus. 22, everybody pay attention. Now notice, you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, is that correct? Is that correct? Now you have the nature of Christ, is that correct? 
the love of God has been shed abroad in your heart. Is that correct? But look at what he tells you. He said, if it so be that you have heard him and have been taught by him, as the truth is in Jesus 22, he says what? That he what? So that means, he says, that he put up concerning the former conversation, the old man, which is what? Which is corrupt according to what? The deceitful law. So that means there are things to put off, even while you are in Christ. Then look at the next thing he now says. He now says, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind. 24. That he what? Have you been, he said, and that you put on the what? The new man. Which after God is created in righteousness and what? True holiness. But you have been made a new man. But you have been made a new man in your spirit. But you have an outer man. That may still be ruled by deceitful lust. So what is he saying? He's saying put on the new man that you are within you. Glory to God. Get him from inside to what? Outside. That people can see him. Is that correct? <laughs> it's the same thing with the spirit of one. Put on the garments of the Holy Ghost. Put on the garments of power. Put on all things that are available, all right, in the Holy Spirit so that you can be able to shake and move your world for Christ. Because when it comes to confronting demoniacal forces, you cannot do it in your strength. You only understand power. Praise God. You only understand what? Power. Now, what does speaking in tongues do? Speaking in tongues gets the power that is inside of you and places it on, on top of you. Speaking in tongues helps you put on Holy Ghost power. Speaking in tongues, all right, takes the presence or the power and the ability of God that is within you and puts it upon your physical body like a garment. Glory to God. Because speaking in tongues is a manifestation of the power of God. Speaking in tongues is a manifestation, alright, of the workings of the Spirit of God in a man's life. For as a man speaks in tongues, power is being manifested in his body. Because his tongue is a member of his body. And if he's speaking in tongues, it is proof that the power of God is at work where? In his body. Amen. So though you are exercising your inner man when you speak in tongues, glory to God, but the very fact that you are talking in tongues, that is a manifestation of the power of God in your body. So the fastest way to command the manifestation of power in your body is tongues. For Elisha, it was music, a ministry. For you, you have a better way, tongues. So, tongues is that way for you to tap into your reservoir higher of divinity. Because there is a reservoir of God inside you. is the Holy Ghost. So, as you talk in tongues, you tap into it. You pull from it. Hallelujah. 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 I said, hallelujah. If you have suspicion that somebody is into the occult, you cannot. Speak in tongues for some while. Then shake the person's hand. Glory to God. How are you doing? Good afternoon, sir. How are you doing? If, oh, how are you doing? I'm fine. And, and, and you know, hold it for a while. <laughs> are you following what I'm saying? Oh, I just want to thank God for your life. How are you doing today? Praise God. You, you know what you're doing. Praise God. Then you want to pray for people. Amen. Alright? Make sure tongues is there. Don't be doing all these stupid prayers. Our Father God, we want to thank Him. 
Let us pray. I want to pray for you. Glory to God. Amen. Even if the person is an unbeliever, you understand? Stand in your priesthood as you pray. Glory to God. Ensure you are flowing in manifestation of the Spirit upon as you pray. Glory to God. You will manku takatakatabaye. Raka. You understand? You are talking in tongues. Super katakabaye. You are talking in tongues. As you are praying for them, you are not beginning to be manifestation of power going through their body. Because as you are talking in tongues, the power is manifested in your body. Are you following what I'm saying? Praise God. Now, now let me now talk about healing. Ah, I have a few more minutes. I can't talk about what I'm saying. I can't. I can't go time. Okay. Um, Afis, come. You want to heal the sick? How many of you want to heal the sick here? Let me see. Put your hand. You want to heal the sick? How many of you want to heal the sick this week? It's not hard. It is not what? It's not what? The reason why many of you will put your hand on someone who is sick and you pray and stuff and nothing happens is simple. The power within has not, is not operative upon in your flesh. Because it is, the power has to be on your body for you to minister it to that person's body. So, Remember the Bible talks about handkerchief and aprons were taken from the body of who? Of who? Of Paul. So that means the power came on something physical. And when the power came on something physical, when they put it on the person's body, the person was what? Was healed. So the issue is, you have not gotten the power of God, which is, has healing properties in it, on your body. So when you do, you minister to the sick, they will be healed. Praise God. Now, if you now have that the power of God is on your body exceedingly, like it was on Samson, you will find out that the speed with which the healing will happen and the style will become unique to you. Are you following? So the problem of the Christian is not that power is lacking. No. The problem is the degree to which manifested power is in, at work in your body. For the power is present. Praise God. But you need to get that power on your flesh. I, I, I just pray God you understand what I'm telling you. That power needs to be at work on your flesh. When it comes to visions, seeing visions and the prophetic, the power needs to influence your mind. So when that power is at work in your mind, it will shut out every other thought. And it's holy, holy, the Holy Ghost will now take over your mind. Then it will take over your senses. Then when you look at somebody... You are not seen according to the physical. You are seeing things. Are you paying attention? I'm saying. Hmm. Now, when it comes to this, let's say, assume he's sick. Let's say he has a problem with his kidney. Praise God. You've prayed in the spirit. The power of God is moving through your body. Now, many of you may not know, but you see, when you are praying in the spirit and the power of God is manifested in your body, you will know. Like me, I will know. I will feel that power on my body. I know. Then also, when I, if you have watched some of these videos when I was healing the sick, you'll find that I will lay my hands and I will know the moment they get healed. You know that? I would just say, she's healed. I just know because I, I would know, I can see when things left my body and entered theirs. Because it's tangible. It's a tangibility. You can feel it. Praise God. You can feel it. So you feel it. Move out of the person, out of your body, and all. There are some folks when I lay down, lay hands on the power that moves, it depends on the hunger in the people. 
So there are people who just say, job is right. There are some people that don't, you go, boom. You understand? I mean, there was a time I laid down on someone, I fell down. Because when the power left me, eh, I felt it. And the person was on my power, and I was on my power. It's a tangibility. Praise God. Praise God. So, the, the, if you go, go and study um, in the Acts of Apostles, you will see a place in Acts 4. It says, and with great power gave the apostles witness of the resurrection. So there is power, then there is what? Great power. It's not the same. The manifested power is in degrees. The resident power is not. The same power in you is the same power in me. But the, what, the magnitude of the manifested power is not the same. Some work in great power, alright? Some work in mighty great power, and some work in power. It's just, you understand? The results will determine and tell you what magnitude is at work. Praise God. So, you have someone who is sick. Lay your hands after you pray. Put your hand like you are applying a medication. If someone told you, ah, I have a bruise here. You will take ointment or rub. Where will you apply it? Where will you apply it? On the place. Is that correct? Good. So at the first level, when you have that conversation, put your hand. You say, I have this thing. Just put your hand there. Praise God. Then when you put your hand there, you know, leave it there. Then talk in tongues. You get. Talk in tongues. I'm talking of, this is primary, primary school level. Talk in tongues. Now what is going on? As you're speaking in tongues, what is happening? You are bringing about the manifestation of the power of God that is present within you and you want it to manifest on what? Your body. So when it manifests on your body, it can what? Be transferred to his body. Glory to God. Are you seeing that? The moment we master the making available of the resident power on our flesh, then master the transmission of the manifested power to the affected person. Praise God. Then, Master, teaching this person how to receive and draw from the power manifested, we will see even more miracles, signs, and wonders in the church. Praise the Lord. Now, as you grow and you become more and more, you flow because you see, it takes time. There are things in the things of spirit take time. As you grow in the things of the spirit and grow more and more, you will find out that you may not need to lay hands to get people healed. You will come into a place and you will come with your healing Wi-Fi. Are you following? Yeah, healing Wi-Fi. The, the presence, alright, is not just on your body. It's in the zone. You come and you find out that as you come into a place, you carry a force field. You understand? As you advance in things of God, you find that you come to a place, that force field can be strong for a city. Then so some that strong force will be strong for a nation. Then some that force will be strong for a world. Look at someone like Pastor Chris. He holds a healing meeting and he's holding for the whole world. And people are getting healed from Zoom. Are you following? Zoom in India is in Nigeria and is there and they are getting off wheelchairs. Where Zoom? That is you have got to a point that that power manifested in the body. Your body is the zone, the operating place. Is the focus, right? That power is so strong that anywhere that can con anybody from anywhere that can connect to you, they don't have to see you physically, can get healed. Praise the Lord. I said, Praise the Lord. But you start from, you know. Oh my God, listen to me. Look at me, church. 
if you will give yourself to God to use. What God is saying, let me use your body. That's why in Romans 12, it says, present your body a what? A living. If you would yield your body, so we're using your body for fornication, just yield it to God first. Ha! What is possible? The power of God got so manifested on Christian Kuma's body that she will enter, they will finish crusade. So because what was happening was, she finished crusade and they won't, she won't be able to pass through the auditorium because people want to torture and stuff like that. So they will have to fear. So there's sometimes, they will tell me, this is recorded, it's not, it's not me to record it. I've got it from more than one source. Even three sources. They will try to take Ketinkuma through the hotel lobby, you know, the kitchen and stuff. This woman will pass through the kitchen, and as she's passing through the kitchen, most of people working in the kitchen will not see her, but as she's passing, they will begin to fall under the power in the kitchen. Because a woman passed. If you can get the power of God manifested on this body, if you can give yourself to prayer, all right, consistently. You are putting power out. You are putting power out. You are making sure you are putting upon. You are wearing power like a garment. You make sure you don't leave your house naked. You do that consistently. You will find out that you will not need to announce yourself. Your presence announces. Praise God. Your presence announces. So focus on the main thing. Give yourself to spirituals. Hallelujah. All right? I talk about speaking in tongues. Another thing that causes there to be manifestation of power on your body, praise and worship. What do I call it? <laughs> what do I call it? I'm not talking of, you see, there is catatonic praise and worship. Praise and worship for some of you. No, no, I'm not talking about that one. Amen. I'm talking of yielded praise and worship. Yielded praise and worship. I should have that the power of God will be manifested in your body. Manifested in your body. Glory to God. The third thing that brings about a manifestation of God's power, I found, right even from scripture, is honor. Honor. Honoring the Lord, honoring ministers. Honoring the Lord, honoring ministers. I gotta go. But Lord asked me to take an offering, and I'm going to pray on your offerings, then I'll be on my way. Bless you. Don't worry. Ladies and men in ministry, eh? just come. We know we have time in LMM. Eh? You will both experience it and God will use you to do that you know, in your ministry. Amen? Praise God. Mm. Hallelujah. They are showing me some things but I can't give, I can't say anything. So if I start that one now, we'll have a problem. Let's rise up on that. Praise the Lord. Amen. All right. It's okay, you have just listened to a message by Reverend Dr. Femi Olale of Oikea Christian Center. For other messages, visit our website at www.oikeacc.org. Remain blessed.